0: Hello, beauties. Welcome to my show, Power and Pleasure, all things women's health. I'm your host, Kim Billick. I'm a women's empowerment and sexual health coach, breaking master, yoga therapist, and occupational therapist. This podcast is going to be raw and juicy. And yes, we'll be talking about all things women's health uncensored. We'll be talking about periods, hormone health, sex, pleasure, pregnancies all those things that may be going on down there that are making you feel uncomfortable. Anything that you may be feeling scared or ashamed to talk to your doctor about, your partner, your girlfriend, let's just consider this podcast, Real Girl Talk. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Kim Billick underscore or my website, www.amala-living.com. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to my show, Power and Pleasure, All Things Women's Health Uncensored. And I'm your host, Kim Billick. And today I have a beautiful guest here, Nana, also known as Renata DeMello. And she is a medicine woman and embodiment coach. And I just have to say, I've been honored not only to work alongside with Nana, um, as we had the same business coach, but most recently, in October, I got to experience her very first retreat called on Earth in Brazil, and I got to see this woman just in her element and see what a powerful, I've always known she's a powerful woman, but just see her in her element, just so powerful, able to hold support and really just live the life that um, she talks about. And I know that she is supporting other women. So I'm so honored and grateful to have you here today with me, Nana, and excited to get into this conversation. We are going to be talking about expression, and how through this expression we embody the feminine and just our truth and what a healing process it could be. And so Nana, I'm going to give you a little bit more of an opportunity here just to introduce yourself if there's anything else you'd like to add with the magical work you do.
1: Thank you. Ah, um, well, lovely introduction already. And just seeing your smile as you're uh, saying these words just like lights me up. Uh, so thank you so much for having me here. And it's an honor. Um, so much love for you, such a sister, and really to see um the the work that you're doing and uh how much you're there's like really uh providing so much value and uh support to the all these women uh it's really inspiring so thank you for um having me a part of this
0: you're welcome you're welcome and thank you for your kind words
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah and a little bit about me um well just currently now in brazil uh, but have been uh, a little bit of a gypsing around for the past year and a half. Uh, and uh, it really, this year is the year that unlocked um, the most of this uh, just um, calling to really bring in uh, women more into nature more into um, my nature my my um, land here and the power of that uh, to unlock uh, women in their own expression their own essence Uh, so uh, I'm actually got to experience the very first Unearthed with a new one coming in in February. Uh, But it was just such an honor and a gift to be able to connect uh, these two. My work that I was already doing into um, really what's available when you're really connected to the land. Um, And that's been a true honor and privilege for me.
0: Thank you for sharing. And I think this is a great way to start because you're saying connect to the land, connect to Mother Earth, you know, Mama Gaia. Pancha mama mm-hmm. and this is such a big part of expression, and us just connecting mm-hmm. with ourselves and seeing that we are all connected that it's not just us we are connected to humanity we are connected to the earth so um, why has this become such a big part of your own healing and the healing that you've incorporated for other women that you're working with
1: yeah uh, that's great great question so that's how I went through my own healing. Um and uh guided by Mama Gaia by guided guided by Plant Medicine, uh which started in 2015. And uh for me it was like I, I was in so such a state of uh disconnection and I was so lost and so not aware of what it is that I actually wanted because I had lived my entire life for the world. I had lived my entire life to reach that level of success that society tells me I it is what you know is what we do and what's you know what life is all about and uh you know so had the car had the corporate job had a high ranking had a high pay had the, the condo had the uh the, the relationship all the things and um and it was just like okay check 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 and now that i have checked all these boxes how am i how do i really feel where am i you know am i how is am i really happy and the answer was no and i couldn't understand what what um what was wrong and when my doctor at a time just prescribed me medicines, uh, to, to just deal with my depression and not my depression, the depression that I was going through in the moment, um, but deal with it and just, you know, get back, just, you know, just make me feel good enough to just like keep going. Uh, I said, no, like this is not my nature. This is not who I'm meant to be. There's something there. So, uh, how do I, how do I find my nature? And, the, my way to to go about it was to connect back with nature was to I was always very connected with nature at that point I was living Montreal but I was born and raised in Brazil until I was fifteen moved to Montreal alone when I was fifteen and lived there my entire life up until last year so 2020 and uh so there was this like disconnect with my roots disconnect with uh you know what uh what was true to me and it was going back to nature that like it was like every time I was there I put myself in a state of like just no phones no people no nothing just me and mama Gaia there's just downloads of what it is that it's really important to me what it is that really makes me happy who I am and uh, so that has been always part of that was a part of how I went about my own healing and um and then uh, through plant medicine uh, my first ayahuasca ceremony being 2017 um, got so much guidance around uh, how to incorporate more of that and how to like really connect reconnect with my essence and then from then on it was just really that work with plant medicine that just it was just um, it was just guidance 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 and then integration of that guidance of course because uh, otherwise you just you know getting your mind blown by aha moments and then not integrating and it's all gone and i could use my curse words for this but we're going to keep it clean Um, (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) well here's the thing if you're in your ceremonies and you're not integrating with all these downloads then you're just like you're just pissing your ceremony away you're just like you know it's just it's just mind masturbation you're just getting those like beautiful aha moments and it's just like, okay, so what do you want to do with this now? Um, and so the integration of it was a huge, uh, huge process and it always is. And, um, really this year was through a ceremony, uh, where, um, uh, I received the download to actually, um, for that retreat, that full retreat, what it meant to, uh, already have a course that, Um, that I already had in place, which is called Embodied Goddess, and really turn all that into um, rituals and live moments and uh, really integration of that in nature. Um, And uh, through that, uh, you know, that remembering that we are nature. We're not living in nature. We're not living in, in, you know, this planet called Earth. We are part of it. We are it. And when we can remember that we are nature and that everything in nature, and that's my motto in life, everything in nature thrives in its own essence and in its conducive environment. What does that mean? You look at uh, a bird, you look at a butterfly, you look at a jaguar, you look at a tree. It's, it's always its thriving. It's, it, when it's in it, it's, it's really in its, in its space, in its element, it thrives. You put, you know, um, a jaguar in the river, it will survive, but it really thrives on land. It really thrives on earth. And so we get to really, um, uh, that's what unearth is all about. We get to really unearth what it is our own essence that we're so disconnected from. Because of society, because of the patriarchal world that we have uh, been living in for so long, uh, because of all the fears that we grew up with, because of all the programs that have been passed on from our family, because of the programs from our lineage, because of the cultural um, norms and what it's okay to do and what's not okay to do, we get so disconnected from our own nature. And so we're so detached from what it is to fully live and embody our essence. And when it comes to taking care of that conducive environment, right? taking charge of what it means to live in a conducive environment, if I don't know my own nature, if I don't know my own essence, how can I make sure that the environment that I'm putting myself in is conducive to my growth? And so this work, that's what it's all about. It's going back deep into a level of remembering in nature, through nature, with nature, as nature. So that we can really reconnect with our essence, and once we remember that, then our body knows. Our body knows what it is to have an environment that is conducive to its growth, because nature is always blo- blossoming. It's, it's always um, uh, not 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 in the terms of survival. It it's always just it, it's growing itself, right? Everything in nature is made to just uh, to uh, uh, to pollinate. To be more of so the seeds that are um, that are falling on the ground, the animals that are you know that are mating, uh, we too are like that. Our essence is just made to be more of, to expand, to bloom, to blossom. But that can only happen when we we know what that blossoming is all about. When we are connected to that essence, and when we can really take charge of the environment that it takes for that to happen. So, this is what, um, on earth is really all about. And, uh, that, that's what the medicine taught me. You know, what are the steps that would allow these women, myself included, to remember that and to, every, in every moment, to be so connected to the earth, to nature, that there is no separation between, you know, there's no separation. It's like, I can remember what I am. I can remember what my nature is and I can let it's safe for me to let that come through.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing all that. I'm like listening to you and I'm just like, there's so many things like that we could talk about from everything that you have just shared. And you've highlighted so many times, like how we are nature. And I kind of just want to, emphasize, especially us women, men, of course, are connected to nature as well. But us women, we are even, I think, more connected to nature when it comes to our menstrual cycles, and just how we function day to day. So like, you know, when we take this time to connect with nature, we will realize, okay, this is when I'm on my bleed, am I connected with the full moon um, on my bleed? And When we are more stressed out, our our cycles may shift too. And that could make us not in um, sync with nature. But then once we get more in alignment back with ourselves, then we notice we are more in sync with the moon cycle again. And how how Nana is saying about just taking a step back and uh, reconnecting with yourself and nature. Like when we're in, like I live in LA right now, you're in Rio right now, right, Nana? Yeah. How yeah. easy is it to get distracted by the 5000 things that are going on, right? And sometimes we do that in un in intentionally even on an unconscious level so we don't have to sit with the stuff that we don't want to feel or that we don't want to look at and mm-hmm. that disconnects us. So when we get the opportunity to just sit and be quiet and listen how Nana's sharing with what the plant medicine does. We get so many downloads and messages, and then we get to see how we get to navigate um, our life and make these changes. And how I always say is like, if you don't take the opportunity to really see what you desire and what your truth is, how can you ask for it? Whether it's through meditation, Mm -hmm. through it's physically asking a person, can you help me with this? I desire this until you take the time to really, connect with yourself you're not going to be able to express that
1: yeah totally and you know you're saying that and it reminds me of um how the indigenous women live right uh, and you sat with them um, part of the the Huni queen tribe here in the amazon um and um they're so simple the the way they see life the way they live life is so simple and when you're talking about this busyness that, you know, being LA, being real and like just being caught up with all the things that are, that are happening and the minutia at the day to day and, and letting the little things become big problems. When you actually go back and sit with these women, with these like teachers that carry wisdom carriers, you see how simple they make this, the way they, are, they make decisions, the way they live their lives, the way they choose what they want to do. The way they choose how their energy, where their energy goes, is just so simple, and so they don't, they don't um, waste time in stories. The stories that come up in our minds, like our minds always want to make, a, make up stories about things, and it's never a little story. It's always like a dramatic story, right? <laughs> it always has to be something like really big and it's like disastrous or like really fantastic. And when you go back to them, they're just so centered. They're just so grounded. And, and it's like things the the extremity and the volatility of how things are felt, it just comes like down to like this line where it's like the way they receive something uh, bad news, quote unquote, bad news, or the way they receive good news. It's just like, okay, okay. And how much they feed into the things that don't serve them is zero. They let it go. Okay. That's not possible. Okay. It's gone. Um, there's that problem. Let's find a different way, or let's not do it, or let's go, let's do something else. And it's always about what brings them joy. Have you seen them say no? They're just, they just don't do it. They, they're so good at that. They're, they're just like stay in their space and they don't talk much. But they're just, they're not, if they're not into it, if they're not fully bought into it, they'll just stay there. And they're not going to do it. And we are so, um, you know, that people pleasing uh, that that have to is that the way we what we, how we have to be in society. Um, and that's when our expression talking about expression gets so dimmed, gets so um, uh, f- just filtered by by the shoulds and shouldn'ts and how I need to be, uh, what what's safe to be and what's not safe to be. And so. I love bringing that back to them because the, the simplicity, and it's a level of simplicity that only being with them allows you to just actually remember and see what that is um, because it's so embodied in who they be. Uh, and to me, it's every time that I'm caught up in that, you know, that mind thing and the busyness of life, I just remember, I remember how they are. And it's like, what actually matters here? What is a full fucking body yes for me right now? What do I really want to do? What will bring me the deepest levels of joy and excitement and pleasure? And can everything just let go? When the stories are all gone, if I just stop a moment and let go of all the stories, what's really present and how do I choose from here? And that to me is just such a key on like how to live your best life, the best the most joyful, pleasurable, excite, exciting, um, abundant life that I can live, and it comes down to that simplicity. So funny, but it's just, just coming down to that simplicity.
0: Yeah, it's it's so simple, but so difficult to practice at times. And you sharing that actually thinks of makes me think of when I was um, studying one of my yoga programs in India. The ashram mantra when you walk in was life is simple, live it simple. And when I get all caught up in my head at times, because we're not perfect, I gotta take a step mm-hmm. back and remind myself. And I'll actually tell myself that that mantra, life is simple, live it simple. So what could I scale back on and like go back to the basics? That's all we need. Yeah,
1: yeah totally, totally. And knowing to me, um it's like knowing that everything that is, uh, get keeping me stuck is just a story. And if when I can disassociate myself from from it and actually just see it as a story, then everything changes. I can choose if that story is effective or ineffective for me and my growth. Remember, taking care of, making sure that we are in a conducive environment, right? That is um, that is conducive to our growth. That is internal too. Most importantly, internal. And if my internal environment is not conducive to my growth, then that's when the inner work is, right? Like that's where we get to really take a look at what are the stories, what are the traumas, what are the programs that have been set in place by our subconscious that have been running our lives this entire time that are not supportive and that maybe were supportive at some point because it kept us safe and it kept us, you know, in, it allowed us to survive. But it won't be the thing that will allow you to thrive. So can I disassociate myself and just look at it from that perspective of like, what is this story? I'm curious. I don't even care where it came from in this moment. But is it effective or is it ineffective?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's ineffective. Let it go. What's my truth? If I if I could just live from my heart right now, if my heart could speak, my pussy could speak, mm-hmm. if my desires could speak what would it want? What would, it, what would bring it most pleasure and joy? That, that's scary as hell. But that is the key. And that is the thing that I get to do. And I, I am the only one who can choose to lean into the courage that will allow me to expand into that and bring that in.
0: Yeah. And I, I like how you, you know, you're talking about like, what do I need? What does my pussy need? And this comes back to us connecting to ourselves and really connecting to our womb. So I know something I do, something I get my clients to do is literally putting your hands on your womb, on your pussy and just breathing into it and asking her, what do I need in this moment? Especially if you're in that moment of like feeling a little overwhelmed or something, just take five breaths and be like, what do I need? And if it's you know having to say no to something then that's what you got to say like as you just said like if it's not a fuck yes then I, I and it's not serving yeah. me i'm not going there right so like just really tapping in and yes it may feel uncomfortable at first yes it may be just even weird to you know have to be still for those five five breaths for some people it's difficult right but as you practice it more it it does get easier and i don't know nana like i would love to ask like You know, you're saying doing the inner work and the trauma stuff, looking at your past traumas, you know, this could sound scary for some women listening right now or, or uncomfortable and, or, um, any suggestions or practices that you do or that you give to your clients? I know we went through some things on earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the key thing is establishing safety, right. For any inner work. Any practice, anything, even if it is um, pussy gazing and talking to, uh, you know, to yoni. Uh, if you're not, if you don't feel safe in that, then it can be very like repelling and and uh, you know even cause even more distance. Um, so for if if it this feels scary, um, then what's just establishing safety in your own body. If we're talking about yoni gazing. And you can get a hand mirror and just put it on, put it down there and start looking at yourself and be like, hey, I haven't seen you in years. I didn't even know what you looked like. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You can approach from from just playfulness. And I love approaching the inner work from playfulness, because when you talk about inner work, we think that it has to be so hard and and the trauma. And it can be so heavy, and it doesn't always have to be like that. We can approach it from um, a place of joy and playfulness. Uh, the universe loves playfulness. Un- nature loves playfulness. That's how we keep life simple, too, right? And so, just approaching from that, like, hey, I see you. Uh, we we'll, we're gonna hang more often. Um, it, or or if it's really scary, just having that down there, having a hand mirror. You know, in your yoni, and just and just saying to yourself, it's safe for me to be here. It's safe for me to do this. It's safe for me to to be here right now. And really taking a deep breath in, and just like to your point, just allowing that breath to just establish that connection with safety, and remembering that it's it's a muscle, right? When you go to the gym or when you're starting a new sport, I'm bored with all sports. I'm just gonna say it. I have coordination to dance and yoga. That's it everything else i suck at but so you every can't time dance, that i'm like dance. <laughs> i can't uh, yeah, i yeah i think thank god something came in terms of coordination to me uh, but when it comes to any other sport it, i i am so horrible at it right and so um it's like when I'm playing tennis, I try to play tennis all the time and I suck. I am so bad. And I can be punitive and just be like, this sucks. I suck. This is horrible. No matter how many classes I have, I can get myself past like extremely beginner's level and just give up. Or I can be like, oh my gosh, I suck. This is horrible right now. And just laugh at it and just be like, but it brings me so much joy, but it brings me so much excitement. And this is something new. It's The new muscle and be like okay arms we're just arms and eyes we're just training this we're just training this coordination moment right now movement right now and we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun with the process so the key here is having fun with the process through the process um and so establishing that safety first have fun with it if it's uh you know looking at those traumas first of all have somebody to support you don't do it alone that is ridiculous in you know in our lives to know that we have to do everything alone and we have to have it all figured out we don't there's amazing professionals out there for it go get yourself one go get yourself somebody that you look up to that you really that embody what it is that you desire somebody that already already is living something that you deeply desire for yourself and that person will help you get get there so don't do it alone um Establish that safety, inviting playfulness, um, and um, sisterhood is huge. Sisterhood is huge, and that's something that we really had in our retreat as well, um, and you we got to experience. But when true sisterhood can really be established, and the safety to really be seen and heard in all that we are, in all that we be, in our mess, in all that is coming through, knowing that what's coming through doesn't define us, that on its own is extremely healing. And so that's why sisterhood was so powerful and important in our retreat as well, because nature does nothing alone. Nature does nothing alone and we are nature. So when we can really be uh, in our pack of wolf, when you can really be, you know, held by people that want to see you in your highest and greatest, that on its own is extremely healing.
0: Yes, and I'm happy you brought up sisterhood because as you were speaking and saying like um feeling safe, you know, I was thinking, yes. First is being safe with ourselves, but to have that community, like you said, we don't need to do this alone. Um try not to be your own superhero. And this is something I even had to navigate through. My wor- one of my words this year is receive, to receive support, um <laughs> to allow myself to be seen. And like you said, it is very healing. And I think when we get that opportunity in a safe space to express what we're feeling, what we've been holding inside, not only do we get to release it, and is it part of the healing process, but we get to connect with these other women, these other sisters. And what I experienced in Earth is so many of us saw each other in our stories, right? That. So that- yeah, it was. It was I, I, I got goosebumps as I talk about it. Yeah. I feel like every single day, as we were doing our different activities or exercises, our connections, whatever you want to say we were doing, all, at least someone said, Oh my God, I see myself in you. And yes. that alone is so healing because it's a reminder that you are not alone. And, you know, this is a big part of why I started the work I do, because when I had lost my period, um, you know, I was so open about talking about it. And so many women, as I, you know, share my story, they're like, oh, my God, this is happening to me, too. Or, you know, I'm in bed every single month because I can't move from these horrible menstrual cramps or whatever is going on, like I have some crazy discharge or anything and everyone feels yeah. like they're alone but we're not alone because we're all experiencing not- something so similar.
1: Yeah, totally. And Kim like I you can see right now. I'm like yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh you know there's that there's that syndrome we call it the snowflake syndrome. Um that everybody th- thinks that uh they are special. And because we're special, then there's like, this is something completely awkward. It's just me that is experiencing it because, um, you know, only I have this fear and I am going through this, 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 this problem. And, and so there's like, you know, we think there's so special and we're not special. We're unique, but our traumas are not special. Our traumas are not, our problems are not special. We're all sharing them. We're all experiencing them in one level or another in completely different ways and only you only you will know the pain and the glory to be in your own body to be in your own life only i will know the pain and the glory of being in my own body in this in this life but what i'm moving through so that makes me unique but the things that i'm moving through the fear the fear of vulnerability, the fear of being ridiculed, the fear of um, not not getting it right, the fear of uh, not being accepted, the fear of um, um, uh, not 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 knowing, uh, and the need to control. These things are all things that we share,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so when when we can really be in sisterhood and be seen in all of it, and have that safety to fully release and you saw what we we had and had different moments different people were going through these moments at different times people completely bawling their eyes out in complete like just tears all over tears that hadn't been cried in years in screams that needed to come out screams that had been held for years right when you can actually be witnessed in that we're not only healing ourselves, we're healing the others that see themselves in it as well. Yes. And so the power of that sisterhood is not only our own healing and the the power that it has for our own healing, but it's really the power that it has to heal all women, all people.
0: Yes, that's so powerful what you're saying. And we could take it even a layer deeper. Not only are we healing ourselves and the women that are in our space and in that moment, but we're also healing our family lineage, our mothers, our grandmothers. Unfortunately, some of these things that um, we may be experiencing, whether it's abusive relationships, um, sexual assaults, our mothers experience that, our grandmothers. Mm -hmm. And on a potentially unconscious level, it's getting passed down generation to generation. But when you go through that healing process, you are putting a stop to this next generation that may experience it and you get to empower your daughter and your granddaughter and great granddaughters so look at it as healing as a collective it goes back to what you said at the very beginning we are all connected and we are all nature
1: Mm, absolutely absolutely there's an exercise that I love doing and anybody here can do um just to have you know to put your your toe in this like have some like some water and it can be a pool it can be a lake uh, it can be just a big bucket and just like really just dip, dip your toe in it like just touch it you know every few seconds and just keep going and just let see the ripple that that creates and that's to me a, such a beautiful and simple visual of what what that healing is uh, and what that happens when it, it does happen in sisterhood, we are healing in that present moment, but it's like reverberating across time, ac- across dimensions, across generations, across lineages. And knowing that not only for yourself and the people that are involved, your the vibration that you're anchoring in that moment is healing the collective overall because we are all connected. Mm-hmm. So in that in that web of, that grid that connects us all, it's like you're anchoring something really powerful there that is just reverberating across. Um, so,
0: that's a beautiful visual. I like that. Um, something else I wanted to add, just from what you're saying, you know, going back to when we share how we get to cry and scream and release the things that we may have been holding on for years, you know, maybe even from our childhood. Um, I like to highlight this is this stored energy, these stored emotions that we're not releasing can lead to dis-ease. So some of these Mm -hmm. things that you may be experiencing in your womb space, whether it's pain, whether it's heavy bleeds, whether it's missing periods, difficulty getting pregnant, um, this could be from emotions and stories that you have not released yet. So, you know, giving yourself the opportunity, giving yourself the gift to heal this stuff and whether you need to do it alone, um, go outside and in the forest and do a primal scream. I know those are very powerful. I know Nana's done some of those (laughs) Um, or being in a sharing circle like we were and, uh, you know, just letting out those cries or sometimes it's journaling. You know, it could be, you know, just talking out loud and journaling as we write. We are writing out our spells and releasing, just finding some way uh, to release this stuff. And having that support is always a very extra, um, I think, beneficial thing to have as well.
1: Totally. And I think that comes down to um, how serious do you take your life? Meaning, how serious do you take um, this life that has been gifted to you? and uh, that you get to live fully and that so many of us are living through pain but in reality it's just it's jackpot this is the one life and one expression of our soul where we can actually feel that we can actually sense things that we can actually see beauty that we can actually feel these emotions that we can actually taste delicious things in our mouths so that we can actually have orgasms we, because we have this body and it's this third dimensional life that allows us to experience so much joy and deliciousness that is available here. And when we say, you know, um, you know, have you have if you have if you're ready at a point of, of having a disease, then go get help. Don't do this alone. Otherwise, it's um you're just it, it comes down to how, how much worth you actually have, feel that you have for yourself in your life. And she, Um, do you want to just treat something that it's so powerful that it's meant to have to thrive that it's meant to be living in deep joy that it's meant to be sharing so much of your gifts to the world with a band-aid and just like do that one release and then come back or do you actually want to heal the thing that got you there in the first place so that you can completely be completely um free from what that thing that was holding you down that had been blocking you for years? And so uh, I'm, I'm a big, big, um, stand for reaching out for support and, uh, and having a team. I all in 2000, as of 2015, when I started coming uh, out or when I started, chose to heal that depression that I was going through, I chose that I would have a team, a team like a Nana team, Mm -hmm. the A team, the A game team. Like, who do I need to surround myself with so that I can be at my highest and best and live my fullest life? And that team had chiropractors. That team had a massage therapist. That team has a yoga teacher. That team had a coach. That team had a therapist. Like, it had so many people and professionals that are amazing at their craft that I really looked up to, to really, really give me the best That I could, so that I could be my best in the world. Um, so have your team. Who's in your team? No, make sure make sure you have that.
0: Yes, I I I second that for sure. I I, I'm all about like having that support. And (laughs) through my healing journey, I went. It was the same thing between therapists, coaches, acupuncture, chiropractor. I don't know. I feel like there's probably a few other people in there as well, yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to be... <laughs> do all the things, <laughs> literally all the things. Oh, I, I had my yoga therapist mentor as well, but yeah, like whatever, whoever is going to support you to um, reach your highest potential and your desires of your, who yeah. you are, what are, what your truth is for yourself.
1: And you touch on a the word there called potential, right? So many of us link potential to our work, uh, our success, right? To like be my highest potential, like just be as successful. In, and I, I, I would love to share a little bit of how I see that word, um, because to me, my highest potential means how do I get to be the most expressed in this world? What is my highest level of expression? And that is not only in business, that is in relationships, that is with myself, that is who I am in my community, that is what I s what I what am I stand for in this world? How do I, how am I a stewardess of the things that I believe in? Um, how am I a stewardess for love? How do I embody love at any given time? And uh most importantly, uh for to myself first. What does that mean to be fully embodied in love for myself first? Um and so I, I just want to invite that perspective in uh, around potential because it can, we can build stories around what that means. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's at the end of the day to me is just how, what does it mean for you to be your happiest, your most joyful and express self?
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing. And I love one of the things you said in there is loving myself first. Mm-hmm. Um. I see, and I'm probably guilty. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. Us women, we have a hard time putting ourselves first at times. You know, mm-hmm. we worry about the children and our husband and our parents and maybe even the coworkers or our patients. You know, if you're in healthcare or something, I've seen it because I used to work in healthcare, right? And you got to love yourself first. If you're not fulfilled, um, if you're not living your full potential, how are you going to show up fully? for the other people in your life. And it is okay to put yourself first. It's not selfish.
1: Oh my gosh. I want to introduce you to a word that my sister Angela introduced it to me yesterday. And it's just such a gift. It's not selfish. It's selfish.
0: Oh, I love that. I do like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that connotation that, you know, selfish is a bad thing. Um and it you know it's not about just like it's not it's not coming from the ego, it's coming from the soul. Mm -hmm. And uh so uh adopting that, you know, we get to be soulfish so that we can be soulful and um and from that soulfulness be able to give to the world from a space of like fully embodied and excited and overflowing with so much love and joy to give to others. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: So thank you for everything you've shared today. I, I've loved this conversation. And just to kind of wrap it up, um, I'd love to know if you have any final words that you want to share with the listeners. But also, we've, you know, we've weaved in unearthed. And so maybe even just share a little bit about that. I know the next, uh, the next retreats coming up in February. And before I let you speak to that, I just want to say this, how Nana was speaking at the beginning about plant medicine and, you know, getting these downloads and actually doing something with them, right? Like we could get them and just whatever, you know, it could be a mental masturbation, as she said, but if you really listen. And so I would totally go back to this retreat. It was life changing for me. But the reason I cannot come back to this next retreat is because it's going to be held over February 22nd. And in this la- this first retreat that Nana held, um, my message from Mama Ayahuasca was, Kim, it is time for you to leave LA. Like she was yelling at me, like, get the fuck out of there. And to leave and move to Miami. And it's something that I have known in my heart since June. But I was being fearful and I wasn't trusting. I could admit that. And I was like having this resistance. And I was even told in July by another spiritual healer, I'm moving in February. She didn't say where. Uh She just goes, I see you relocating and I see a lot of love. That's all she told me. And then Mama Ayahuasca comes in and says, leave LA and to leave February 22nd, 2022. I know I get goosebumps every time. And so this is why I can't go to this retreat, her <laughs> <our> next one. <laughs> um, but I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about this amazing retreat and just any final words that you have.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I have goosebumps all over. It makes me so happy to hear that story because uh, what a beautiful example of um, uh, immediate action and aligned action. And you got that message and it was just like, yeah, it feels scary as hell and we're doing it cuz now that I've seen it to that extent I can't unsee mm-hmm. unsee it and um so so powerful. So next retreat is happening February 18th to the 24th um 2022. So next year in February and uh we will spend the beautiful portal day of February 22nd 2022 together. Uh so uh It's a, which is the ultimate numbers for um, unity consciousness, duality, Um, uh, and in that space of duality, the potential, uh, powerful healing potential uh, for bringing unity consciousness and bringing it all together: our light, our shadow, our fears, our um, our dreams, um, uh, our masculine, our feminine, uh, our our past generations, our future generations, everything that holds duality, we get to really, really anchor into unity consciousness. And it's going to be a, such a beautiful, um, date to, to be together. And uh, the healing potential that is available in this portal is just magnificent. So I really wanted to, to be there, uh, with, uh, all the beautiful women that are, um, going to be there next, next retreat. We still have some spots available. I think we're opening space for 22. So we want to have 22 women. So in the date of February 22nd, 2022, um, and I think we only have like half of the spots left now. We haven't even fully launched yet. Um, so that's that's um, uh, it's out there. If you want to join, just uh, reach out. And uh, we will have a chat. First, it's not for everyone. It's not just a retreat. It's not just it's not a yoga retreat. It's not a, a leisure retreat. It's not a I want to relax retreat. It's a retreat where we go deep. We are face we face our shadows face to face. We invite our shadows to dinner. We bring that in. We sit with it. We go deep into what it is to release all of that and to make peace with our shadows so that it can turn into light. Um, say we, going to the place.
0: That. as yeah. you're doing that I just want to say from experience because we've already spoke on this is it is in a very safe space I have never mm-hmm. felt so supported and seen and right from my purge I won't forget in that second ayahuasca ceremony I was purging and I was very very uncomfortable and Nana looked at me and she was like you are okay when I didn't want to take more rape And you were like, trust me. And I looked at her and I was like, I trust you. So even though you're going to be in these potential shadows, um, you're going to be held. You're going to be held.
1: Um, Thank you for um, highlighting that. And I got goosebumps again as you're sharing this because safety is my number one um, thing and value that I hold in all of my work, especially when it comes to this retreat, especially when it comes to working with plant medicine and ayahuasca. Uh, because we're in such a vulnerable state we're so open we're so connected to all these parts that feel so tender to us uh, that if there isn't safety uh, we can't access and that sometimes it can be very opposite too we had some women there that had already had ayahuasca ceremonies before and that were very traumatic and they were they were carrying so much fear and so uh, to really know that we hold such a safe space for you to be in your process throughout the entire time. Not only throughout, not only during this day ayahuasca ceremonies, but all the rituals that we do, all the sharing that we do, every process that we do, safety is there. It's just, it's just this web of this blanket that holds us throughout the entire time, and um, in that space. Uh, everything can be lifted, all the fears, all the stories. And once everything is lifted, we come face to face to our true nature, to our essence. Um, And so this retreat is deeply transformative. And it is the retreat for you to unearth your essence in nature, through nature, with nature and as nature.
0: Thank you. That's so beautiful. And I will put all the information in the show notes, um, along with Mm -hmm. Nana's website or it's going through reconstruction right now i'm not sure um but her instagram for we, sure. have
1: a, we have a page we have a page for the retreat so you okay. have that
0: so i will have all the information in the show notes and i just want to thank you so much nana for joining me today mm-hmm. um so grateful for having you here i know these listeners are going to get so much value from this conversation so thank you
1: Thank you for the invite. I had so much fun. It was a full fucking body. Yes, the entire (laughs) time. Um, And it's like, oh, yeah, I love, you know, when you can really have that moment. uh, It's just an affirmation of like um, how aligned this all feels Uh, celebrating you uh, in all that you're doing, celebrating you in your move um, and in all the the gifts and uh, the value that you're bringing to this beautiful audience that uh, is counting on you uh, to help them in their process. So. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And that is received. And ladies, Mm -hmm. I will see you next week for another episode of Power and Pleasure, All Things Women's Health Uncensored.